0: It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 164, recorded on Monday, the 24th of May, 2021. It's entitled, A Lively Debate. I'm not joined this week by Paul Lacey, he's got some other things to do, so we've just got two guests on the show this week. We've got Birgit, Paulie Hack, and Spencer Foreman, and we do have a lively debate. We start off talking about the social image generator plugin, then we move on to Stellar WP, which is a new amalgamation of brands on the Liquid Web. We then talk about profile press and how the plugin this week updated and went from being a simple avatar plugin to being a whole membership suite and how the community have reacted with their one star voting. We then get on to the fact that I did a podcast this week with Benjamin Intel over on the WP Tavern side of things and then the magic starts to happen. We talk about Gutenberg and Gutenberg Times, and how there's a ton of jobs over at Automatic. We finish talking about WordSesh and the WP Engine Summit, but it's a lively debate centering around Gutenberg, whether it's fit for purpose or not. Well, I hope that you enjoy it. This week in WordPress was brought to you by Termageddon. When you build contact forms for client websites, you may be forcing that client to comply with multiple privacy laws. Rather than avoiding discussing the importance of privacy policies with your clients, try out Termageddon, the auto-updating privacy policy generator. The best part is that Termageddon gives web agencies a free set of their policies forever, in the hope that you like their product and use their reseller or referral programs to help your clients get protected too. Your client gets protected, you make more recurring revenue, Go to termageddon.com and click the Agency Partners page to receive your free license today. And by A-B Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B Split Tests in record time? The new A-B Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor go check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com I've got very little to say about Spencer because he it, I didn't get a lot in the, uh, I didn't get a lot written so I'm just going to that, hand it over to him when it's time but for Beergit, I have something so um over there is uh is Birgit Paulie Hack, and it says over here, she is the publisher of the Gutenberg Times, a site with news around word the WordPress block editor and beyond. Birgit hosts regular Gutenberg live QA on YouTube and co-hosts the podcast Gutenberg Changelog with Gregor Ziaskowski. I am so sorry that I've butchered that person's name.
1: Well, he goes by Craig because okay. he gets a lot. <laughs> Like it's Jego Sdankowski. Yeah. Oh I, I had to practice that as well. So
0: Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I should have I should have spotted that beforehand. And um <laughs> anyway, thank you. I really appreciate George no, joining us once th- more.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Mm. And uh and obviously we have uh are we're, we're just there, there is um is Spencer Foreman. And all I've got here is that Spencer Foreman is from WPlaunchify.com. But maybe you want to tell us a bit more uh than that.
2: sure. Uh, Yes, uh, WP Launchify is my primary property and I'm also over at launchflows.com and they're both somewhat related. I've been around WordPress literally since the beginning, but uh, what I like to say I'm responsible for is uh, helping people understand WordPress as a platform. Specifically, I work with the authors of all of the major plugins and other components as well as the end users to help them understand how if you really came into it from a different angle, WordPress is better than almost every other SaaS platform. We just help you to understand which plugins to use and how to put them together into a system. And so WP LaunchFi is a free service that leads to consultancy. LaunchFlows is just another plugin that turns WooCommerce into the sales funnel powerhouse that it can be. And uh, I really enjoyed the fact you had me on your show recently. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. we just.
0: It just on the screen by pure coincidence, look at that, um, episode 229. <laughs> if you want to yeah. go and check it out, just go to wpbuilds.com and uh, look for episode 229. Um, and it's,
1: there an, is... it's an excellent service, actually, yeah, because it's a really hard time um, for someone who hasn't been online as a business owner to get this funnel part uh, really right and that they actually have to produce some um, ideas about um, okay in which situation is your visitor and what can you offer them in that stage yeah, so i'm uh, really happy that this is around so
2: thank you Yeah, we're, we're we're pleased as well and it's by the way not to talk too long on that but w- we service both the professionals in the space the wordpress implementers as well as the end users because many of the professionals are forced to wade through a lot of legacy stuff and if you have maybe one or two services or plugins that are out of date, you can end up trying to recommend or do something that can take you ten times longer and get you one tenth the results. Thank so you. that's where it works on both ends. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. But, thank yeah, you, Two two nine. You're welcome. Mention that again in a second. But um, quick message from uh, this. This I will always talk about comments at the beginning. But Cameron Jones in Australia saying, I guess Paul Lacey has been fired. Those of you who've got a uh, who aren't watching but are just listening may have noticed that Paul hasn't said a word yet. Um, sadly, Paul is unable to join us today. He'll be back, I'm hoping, next week. He's, um, he's got other things which he needs to tend to, shall we say. But um, if he's listening in, which he may be, then hello, Paul. I hope that uh, I hope to see you in a, in a few days' time. <laughs> the, um, the, the normal stuff, the normal stuff which I've got to get on with is um, if you've got any questions, drop them into the comments while you're watching this and hopefully there'll be a bit of time as we go. Um, And also just to say that if you are watching over at wpbuilds.com forward slash live, you can just use Google. You can be logged into Google because it's YouTube. But if you're in the Facebook group, then you need to click on the link in the the description, which is streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. And then we can see who you are. And it doesn't just say anonymous Facebook user which is very helpful. Um, Okay, what are we doing here this week? As always, we are here to talk about the WordPress news. WP Builds is where we dump all of our stuff each and every week, podcast episodes, things like this, so you can go and check that out at your leisure. If you fancy clicking the subscribe button up there, then you'll be taken to a page where you can can be notified when we produce stuff each and every week. But um, rather than droning on about that, let's get stuck into the actual content for this week. And we've got... Maybe eight or nine different items, depending on how the pace of the of the session goes. But the first one that I wanted to mention was this one. Now, I think typically something like this wouldn't make it onto the show. Not because it's not interesting. I, I, just, I don't know. It just wouldn't. But something about this caught my attention this week. I just really like it. This is the idea that you can... I should probably just put the URL up as well. It's socialimagegenerator.com. And as you can see on the the actual page itself, it says Social Image Generator is a WordPress plugin that automatically creates social share images for your content. Sadly, if you're listening to this on audio, you won't get an impression of how good this is, but basically you just... It just automatically creates those social images that you want to put out there with all, the, all of the bits and pieces aligned and created perfectly. I do this manually each and every time that we produce a piece of content. I go into a little online something like Canva or something like that, and I basically just rewrite what I did before. But I just love the fact that this can now be done in a plugin without you having to think too hard. You just kind of pick a template that you want for this particular one, and you're off. That's it. And I just thought that was a really nice one to start with. So if you guys want to comment on that, I'm just giving the developer a shout-out. Well done. I think this is a great idea. But uh, if Birgit or um, Spencer want to talk about it, go for it.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Do you want to go, Spencer?
2: Go ahead, Birgit. Sorry.
1: Well, I, I wish that was around when I had my social media agency. <laughs> <laughs> About uh, a few years back, yeah, where we really did um, a, a lot of hand uh, building of those social uh, images. It's really nice. And I found, um, I tested it a bit and I looked at the video and uh, it's quite comprehensive what you really want to do as a social media um, marketer. So, um, and you, you get all those things from your website and that's always a win when you can do, you don't have to change tools and all that. Um, with the switching costs. So um, I really like it. I'm glad you pointed it out.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can see the value of this for sure because I was just addressing this. I had originally used Canva when it first came out and thought it was a neat tool, but you know, there were other tools at the time that were you know, the standby stuff that we had all used. And then I recently went back and visited Canva again, primarily uh, this being one of the reasons because I realized that the time involved, the cost of my own time of going and fixing every post for this uh, was time consuming beyond its worth. So, Canva has some tools in it, but as a comparative, this actually I think would in many ways improve upon that because Canva, you still have to make the images in advance. And even though you can do a pretty good job of it without much time, uh, this does it on the fly. It's shocking to me, but then again, as a developer, I sometimes see this. How many big pain points there still remain in the core process of WordPress posting. And I would say this is one of them. You know, okay. so kudos to the developer. Price seems reasonable, thirty-nine dollars a year. I mean you would definitely save that yeah. kind of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon
0: Absolutely. like yeah. you only need to produce two images and you've saved that amount of time, right? Yeah. So the, the options way- are the options are pretty straightforward. You basically imagine you're in a post, you uh, you you kind of have some options to pick a template, change some colors, type some text <clears> over <throat> the image. Um, You know, and so if it's a long post, you might want to go for a particular template where the text is over the left and the image is on the right. So simple options, but just gets the job job done in a completely satisfactory way. Right. I am—I um, don't know if ever, either of you two have come across an online tool called Stencil. It's a little bit like Canva, but with with less bells and whistles. They've got right. a really nice implementation in WordPress, in that you can you can marry it to the media library and you can, you can kind of interact. You have to have the SAS account, so it's not just wordpress.org. You have to have a SAS account, but then you can interact and do all the complicated things that Stencil does, and then you just click save, and it just dumps it straight into the media library. So that's, that's kind of like a halfway house, but this is all just so much more straightforward. So wow. kudos to um, Daniel. And forgive me,
2: Daniel, I haven't caught sight of your surname, but thank I, you very I, much. I, I, I would add one thing here too, and this is... I think this is a pretty good example of it one of the things i was referring to earlier with wp launchify is that people don't realize the origin story of wordpress being that anybody could make anything for any purpose you know it was a big potluck dinner but what we're finding today is that the developers who make products that are singularly focused priced correctly and fill in a space most like a lego block inside of an existing stack of legos are the plugins that really serve the best purpose and are the best for their in, in, intended, you know, why do I need this kind of moment? And that is the kind of stuff that this really seems to do. Um, I like that better than the ones that we're going to talk about it, in maybe another story that try, try to jam everything under the sun into their plugin. Because then what happens is you have to spend a lot of time and a lot of energy turning off or deciding whether to use something. Whereas with this, you can understand it very quickly and it's going to do what it's supposed to do and it solves a pain point. And that would be a perfect way to describe how all plugins should work in wordpress in today's yes. climate. Yeah, nice 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 thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I agree with you. Yeah, there are two or three little uh, plugins that I like very much and they do one thing only and that do it well. One of them is the uh, public preview, public post preview. Oh, I've um, Yeah, I
0: use that. That's fab- yeah, fabulous.
1: That's really great and it has a gutenberg um, it, it can handle gutenberg and then the other one is um, uh switch post type uh, mm-hmm. which is yeah when you start out as a page and said oh maybe that's uh, another start of a new series of blog posts then you can switch them over to um just a post and don't have to uh, copy paste it over or something like that um yeah
0: The preview public post one is absolutely fabulous if you just want somebody who's not on your team to just take a quick look over something. It appends a, uh, I don't know, eight-digit code at the end of the URL, and anybody with that eight-digit code appended to the end of the URL can actually view the post in draft without being logged into WordPress. It's sublimely cool. and um, Yeah. I don't know how many thousands of times I've used that so yeah, well, yeah good mention. So this one is if you want it for one site it's $39 five sites is 99 by the looks of it and 25 sites is 199. Anyway go check it out it was uh, socialimagegenerator.com right. Okay. Uh let's move on. This is this is uh, honestly I didn't know about this until Paul Lacey put this my way. This is Stella Wp.com and the the tagline over here is We Eat, Sleep and Breathe WordPress. This is this is the (laughs) this is the the coagulation of some mighty players. I kind of feel like how did I not know this was going to happen? Stella WP is Liquid Web's home for the most trusted e-commerce and non-profit plugins on WordPress. And here's the laundry list. So so now we have the, the the joining. We probably knew on some level that this was happening, but it wasn't branded under this stellar WP brand of iThemes, the events calendar, Restrict Content Pro, Cadence WP, and Give WP. And it it really wasn't that long ago that Give WP, it was like a couple of weeks ago, announced that they'd been bought a little prior to that, maybe a month or so ago, Cadence, and maybe like 18 months ago or something, iThemes and the events calendar and so on. I don't really know what the play is here, other than that I'm guessing that maybe you'll get this stuff for free if you're on there no, their host. No, 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 no. This
2: is this is the if you go to the very bottom. Thank I you. had a good I had a good talk with Chris Lemma this week. The very bottom left, you'll see Liquid Web, and then they have two other child companies: Stellar, Stella, and uh, uh, that was for old old uh, fans of. Is like, that an American joke? Because I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get it either. <laughs> that, that was no. Streetcar <laughs> Named Desire. That was Stanley, uh, oh, okay. the main character. Okay. Right. Anyway, um, and then Nexus. Okay, so Stellar and Nexus are basically the hosting, uh, you know, the cloud hosting part, and then the companies they're buying, which I don't think I'm saying anything that's not public, are Liquid Web's investment in where WordPress is going. It's a holding company for those companies. They're going to let them run themselves. They bought them. They're going to run themselves. So all this is, and that's why you never saw it, and neither did I, because when I talked to Chris, I said, I don't see any reference to GiveWP or iThemes or anything else over on the Liquid Web website. Where are these going to show up? Are they going to show up in a product and so forth? Yeah, they may show up in products that people buy, like a hosting package, but the way they've divided it out is Liquid Web is a family of brands. And now there's two baby brands, Stellar and Nexus. And this is a recent, well, Nexus has been around a little longer, but the the Stellar is a recent incarnation. So when they're buying these companies, the ones you see there, they all end end up under this baby brand. And they're being operated with an incentive for the previous owners to continue to participate in the success of the companies. I think that's a good way to say it. So rather than buy it, get rid of all the owners and kill it, uh, they're trying to do it a different way.
0: Because the my recollection is that um obviously iThemes was brought by lick bought by Liquid Web, but in turn wasn't it was iThemes that bought cadence. So yeah,
2: right. Yeah. Because they incorporated it into the product a little bit. Okay. But you gotta also understand that it's an interesting thing like Corey, who was one of the you know the the lead face on iThemes was not actually the owner entirely by himself is the best way to say it and so there was a lot of um uh, team acquisition that went on and cory now i think went on this week they announced that he's taken over brian krogsgaard's share of um of oh, that, that nice. operation right mm-hmm. and so you know everybody has their thing they want to do and i was asking him specifically about givewp because uh I had some contact with the owners in various places, including at WP Fusion. And I was curious about the buyout because that's a very large company, 23 people in that company. And for WordPress, that's a pretty large size company. So this is where I found all this info. And I admit, I was in the same position as you of, it really wasn't obvious how this is all structured, but I think it makes a little more sense now when you think of it in those terms. Liquid Web has a legacy of being a hosting company, but with a, a variety of different hosting options. And you know, now they're breaking it out into the various things they do. Here's our software stuff, here's our hosting stuff, here's our who knows what they're gonna do next stuff.
0: I want to say, I really like the idea of the the whole let's just let it all carry on as it was thing. <laughs> Obviously, if it was kind of root and branch, the company was falling to pieces and you brought it up, bought it up because it was failing, then okay, that's fine. Let's let's alter things. But from the outside, it didn't feel like anything but, in fact, that Cadence in particular and Give and all of these other ones that we can see on the screen, none of them felt like they were in that position. And It's like the
2: Rolling Stones in the 60s, moving to exile in France to get away from the British taxation system. (laughs) If if you're a company here based in America, there's probably, I'm guessing here, but there's an infinite number of reasons to structure these things in a certain way, Mm. not just for marketing, but for taxes and so forth, because uh, there's a lot of money that's available uh, to invest in various things today. And I think they're probably smart by dividing it up into segments and so forth. At yeah. least that's my personal guess as to what's going on here.
1: Yeah. I think it's also a branding issue. Yeah. If you, I have yeah, gift WP is a hundred thousand installations and uh, people know about gift WP and that's donation part. If that's all of a sudden an IC, um add on or something like that, I think that would be really hard for people to continue having the trust in the brand that they uh, came to trust the last five
2: years or years, yeah. and he and chris said that i mean chris mm-hmm. is the deal guy there he sets these up he finds them so over then he said that and it wasn't really a surprise but if you compare how other software gets acquired or displayed inside of a larger space even like one of the early acquisitions was um vladimir prelovex managed wp which mm-hmm. i knew vladimir when he first started that thing. and It's amazing. Uh, when they got swallowed up by GoDaddy, Vladimir stayed his bare minimum and he was out of there. And I can't speak for him, but it would be clear to anybody in the business is because they didn't give him the kind of you run the company like you want to run the company that Liquid Web is mm-hmm. apparently wanting to do. And that was a big point that Chris emphasized is that they want the founders to feel free to operate their businesses in the same way. But now they have a A financial backer and some personal security and maybe, you know, that kind of a thing that would come from selling to a larger entity. Mm. Interesting. Can we, although it's not in the show notes, can we touch on, because it
0: it kind of came across my radar only at the weekend when I was listening to my pod, I was doing some gardening and uh, and a podcast, the post status podcast came on and I listened to it. Do you mind if we just segue there for a minute? Because um, this week it was in fact announced that Brian Crosgard is kind of moving on. Uh, Corey, in the podcast that I listened to, kept referencing what Brian is going to do. And, and I think I kind of gathered what he was going to do, but I'm not sure if that's been publicly announced. It probably has. But um, I really, really liked listening to what Corey was saying about what they're going to do with that community. You know, the fact that he wants to do everything with other people instead of trying to be a solopreneur, he wants to carry on the community, improve it in some ways that he feels are, are worthwhile. We don't really mention post status all that much, but if you go over to poststatus.com, it's the, the most vibrant of uh, WordPress communities. And uh, you know, you got the likes of Matt Mullenwake hanging out in there, but Corey's taken the helm. I think he, I think he went from a, Let's say it was 50%. He was a partner, and now mm-hmm. he's he seems to be the man. So I don't know if Corey's watching this or we will ever hear about it, but congratulations. Um, I hope Brian, you know, I hope whatever he's moving on to is meaningful and enjoyable, but Corey, good luck with all that. Yeah, something um, with crypto,
2: sounds like. It, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that yeah. was what I kind of had in my head as well.
1: Yeah, uh, Brian did an a awesome, uh, great job uh, making that business community really very um, a safe space for people to discuss things um, around businesses. And um, yeah, I, I was at his, uh, at the conference, the post-status conference in 2017. It was so long ago, but it's, it's really still um, all the connections that I made there yeah, are still very um, uh, prominent in my life. So it's, uh, I like that community. And uh, if you if you want to join it's only 99 dollars a year yeah and you get to hang out with a lot of cool people from the WordPress community professional community yeah
0: they do a great job of curating the news and editorializing it so that it's you know really really easy to understand what's been going on each and every week um paul lacy oh bless you paul he's dropped in say sorry he couldn't be there today catch up later yes indeed Good luck with this week and uh, yeah we'll catch up later and uh cameron says is this the longest time we've ever been without a wp tavern article well cameron you don't have to wait too much longer because <laughs> here we are uh, <laughs> we've got the first wp tavern article of the week yeah we we plumb into wp tavern each and every week so this story kind of seemed to break and then keep breaking and then keep breaking i, I can i honestly think that every single wordpress Anywhere that produces any kind of WordPress news picked up on this one. This is just such an interesting story, and it really speaks <laughs> to me at least of a complete disconnect between the developer and the users of a plugin. So, quick backstory Profile Press, um, during the course of last week, at some point, released an update. And seemingly, I, I confess that I didn't have the previous plugin, but it, it was an avatar plugin. It was called WP User Avatar, and it did one thing, and it did one thing well, which we, we've already discussed is exactly what we want from a plugin. It allowed you to m- amend the user avatars so that you could have like more customization and choice about what the avatar did. So basically, it did a tiny thing. During the course of the week, it got updated, and it would appear that a full membership plugin got bolted into it, uh, including a bunch of uh, upsells and advertising. Now, I haven't gone and looked at this plugin to any great extent, but really, what were they thinking? Um, I don't know. (laughs) It just seems like such an odd one. I mean, fine. Put that in after two months of sending messaging to your email list that this is about to happen. If you've got an avatar plugin and that's all you want a plugin for, you don't want a membership plugin with all the potential breaks and code problems that may exist in there. So I feel that I feel that they really misstepped. I don't know what has happened. The guy that um, is behind the plugin actually came into our group. I feel that it was a, an exercise that he was doing. Around the community, trying to you know shore up the damage and try to explain, you know that you know they're listening and da da da. But it feels like okay. I'm a, I'm sorry. I think you might have burned some bridges here. And the uh, the WordPress community react as they do when they get cross. They click the one button. So they go over to WordPress.org and instead of having the five, honestly, it swung. I don't know if anybody can see it on the WordPress.org repo at the moment what level they were at, but it went from very positive this previous plugin to a complete tidal wave of ones with you know just one or two words. So anyway, what are your thoughts on this, Beagit? Let's start with you.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a bait and switch um, scenario that um, somebody's really abusing the system um, quite. Um, extensively, and it's not something that uh, okay, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's okay, um, or just because you can, you should. Um, I don't um, say so if the if somebody got burned with it and is still looking for a nice user uh, WP user avatar, I would point them to John James Jacobi's um, uh, plugin pages, and it's also called WP user avatars. With an S, and it still does exactly what it's uh, supposed to do in that. And we use it on some of the uh, syst- um, some of the sites that we um, have where communities have come together. Um, and that also tells you it, it's still. I'm still waiting for that list of trusted plugin resources. Um, or plus um, trusted plugin developers. But of course that always can change. Yeah. So um, having a plan B for any of your uh, plugins uh, is definitely something as a WordPress user um, that you have to definitely have to um, um, come to terms with it. Yeah.
2: Spencer, any thoughts on this? I'll bet you do. (laughs) Yeah. This is textbook example of what not to do. Um, The the twofold problem, of course, is uh, if you are putting a free plugin into the repository, you need to understand, and this is saying it politely, that your audience is a bunch of freeloaders. So if you take a bunch of freeloaders, there was a, a graph at one time on YouTube, a video that w- it was about dating, but it applies. It was, you know, like hot versus crazy. Somebody you're dating. Well, in WordPress, it's how much they pay versus how crazy they are. If you are putting a plugin in the repository that's a popular plugin, you've got thousands upon thousands of psychotically crazy people, and you had a plugin that did one thing great. It literally just put, you know, four choices, pick what your default avatar is, which by the way, perfect example of what we were just referring to at the beginning of this show about how that's a solution that WordPress should have had sorted out by now. Can you imagine any other platform, SaaS platform, where putting an avatar by default is like not an option yet after 15 years. Well, welcome to work. You're welcome to program it. So the number one problem is completely misunderstanding the nature of your, of your client. You've got crazy people that expect everything under the sun versus had he been charging $100 for the plugin, he probably would have gotten away with it as like a genius move because $100 people would have been, that's amazing value you've added. The free people are like, you took away my toy and I'm going to punish you. But the second problem is instead of coming in with a complete mea culpa, which should have been the only thing that this fella did. I'm not going to mention him. You can see his name in there. He came in with guns blazing like Rambo. Like, I'm going to show all you guys that you're all wrong. And look at all this thing. Because what they really did, as Birgit rightly pointed out, is they had a big audience for a free plugin. They acquired some software or developed themselves that they wanted to charge money. They thought, oh, let's just shove that entire you know turkey inside of the chicken inside of the duck and call it a turducken. And when they did that and everybody freaked out, rightly so, then he decided to tell everybody that they're wrong. And, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. Um, <laughs> this this developer has <laughs> basically toasted his future in WordPress, if you ask me. Um, there was a fella back in the early days called Chris Pearson. In the early days, I mean, like back when we were all sitting around a campfire making, uh, you know, uh, s'mores with, with the, you know, the original automatic team. There was, you know, very few people. And he had a theme called Thesis. And this was before Matt decided to drop the hammer on anything not being a GPL license. And Chris Pearson at the time was like myself, maybe. I mean, I I could see parts of myself in his behavior. It was like, who's this Matt Mullenweg character? Because Matt was just a, a civilian at the time. And he decided to take on Matt. And this is legendary. I mean, it's in the records. He took on Matt. And then he saw the Matt Mullenweg that none of us see these days, because he, he remains very nicely hidden behind his, you know, uh, the, the, the mask or the, the wall. Uh, Matt took Chris Pearson and did a Tony Soprano on him in public, and Chris disappeared. He's never been seen since or heard from since. And while this is a smaller example of it, it is still an example of if you're going to p- play in this ecosystem, A, you have to lay on the ground to please people. And sometimes that actually works in your favor, taking one for the team. But you also have to realize that nobody forgets anything here because it's just a chit-chatty little, you know, coffee house. And everybody remembers all the stories and all the people. And I can't believe it because it's so many years now. It's 15 plus years. But those of us who are still around, I mean, there's a few stories that are legendary and this isn't like gonna last very long as far as people's memory but it'll be very hard for this person to come out with any product in the future and get the kind of trust that they need after yeah. having made this mistake yeah and it's too bad because the product itself was a great product but I want to use a metaphor too not to bring me into it but I bring this up as a metaphor One of the things that I taught in my early days of WordPress when we were teaching freelance web designers how to sell into this very weird space where, everything is free, okay, or presumably free, is to realize that if you ask people for money, you have to at all costs to your own wallet, protect your early adopters. So recently, and shortly after being on your your show, Nathan, uh, I made a decision to shift the positioning of that LaunchFlows plugin and do two things I wouldn't have normally done. I lowered the price overall, but I also made a lifetime offer on the product. In doing so, I took the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of already existing paid customers and I made them all lifetime people for free. Now, why? Because that was the only logical thing that I could do to prevent sticking my thumb in the eye of all the people who agreed whether, even if it was $97, the product was $300 when I did this, but like, I did it because this exact situation could have gone the other way. Had I decided to go, Oh, lifetime deal is $300. Then everybody who paid me $300 for a year would be completely r- ripped off. Right. And, and you know, maybe it costs me upfront this year, but I guarantee you the comments are different about oh, yeah. who protected their customers or who protected their interests. And I think, especially for a free plugin cost you nothing he could have come out and just put a, a banner that said hey check out this free product and here's a 50 percent off discount coupon if you want to give right. it a try right. that's right. that's
0: the that bit would've... i just
2: don't get is why yeah. not just make a you know
0: i mean everybody hates ads you know when 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 ads go into the wp admin there's a furore about that but he, he maybe that was a you know there would have been a bit of controversy about that but not not quite on the scale of this and i think you're right. I. I I don't really know. I I don't wish somebody ill at all, but I think you may be right in that perhaps bridges have been burnt, which will be difficult to rebuild, and um, and you know, let's hope that you know they can come around yeah. and. People are very
2: that, forgiving, you know. by the way. If you mess up and you come you clean, people are very willing to come to your defense. the The problem was he came in guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. And then continued yes. guns ablazing. And as soon as somebody does that, they've kind of sealed their fate a little yeah, bit.
1: Everybody digs in. Yeah. It's not that you make mistakes, it's what you do next that mm-hmm. defines you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um sure. Paul Paul Lacey, honestly, what don't you just Click on the StreamYard link in the show notes and come on. Um, Had this plugin on two sites. He said, I just disabled it, didn't want the hassle um, even to look through and see the impact. He then goes on to say, I think this is a really bad thing to do, but I think they will make money in sales from this. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if he weighed the trade-offs up and down. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, Think uh, of
0: and he, yeah, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just one last thing quickly. Uh, and then he says, good move, Spencer. Lifetime advocates, even if they no longer use your product. Don't often see this with a lifetime deal. So he's applauding you for that. Birgit, sorry. I
1: forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway,
0: we, we often get these little dramas, but this one seemed of a different fashion. I've, I've yet to see people completely upend what their plugin does and ram a load of stuff in. So...
2: Yeah, be, be warned if you uh if you're <laughs> yeah. thinking about doing this exactly. It, it really thing. was. If you look at the interface, because this was such a simple plugin, the yeah. screenshot, they were literally all you saw was just five choices for picking an avatar. Yeah, and you go in now, and it was a multi-level dynamic Ajax dashboard. Yeah, I mean, it's like with, ta- a with, tabbed
0: interface with multiple deep it, layers it, of different settings, and yeah. and you know, maybe you want that, but Probably you just wanted some yeah, no, avatars. It would be a freak out. I mean, <laughs> no.
2: you imagine you come in your dashboard and you're like, what the hell? I want to bring in something else because I don't want to pick on them particularly, but they seem to be continuing to do this. So I did a screenshot and uh, we didn't talk about it over at the other podcast I'm on, but So one of the worst offenders is Yoast. And what Yoast did this week, and I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but Yoast now has invented a new way to be obnoxious beyond belief. If you have a plugin install of Yoast, and I'm not sure if it's on the free or the pro, they now create a dynamic footer across your entire admin interface to market upsells of other Yoast connectivity plugins. Which Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, so I, again, I want to get into the details of this, but I did inspect it with my inspector and I saw it was coming from Yoast because I freaked out that all of a sudden I have an entire, and not just like, a, like one line, I mean a solid two and a half inches high gray dynamic footer, it thankfully could be dismissed, that says, oh, blah, 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 I see you're using the whatever plugin, you should get the Yoast connectivity to this plugin, and it was in particular with Elementor, so I wasn't sure if it was coming from Elementor or Yoast. When I inspected it, it was coming from the Yoast's plugin. Um, shame on them. Shame, shame, <laughs> shame, shame. shame because so... <laughs> it's one thing when Jetpack does this and says, do as we say, not as I do. But like when independent plugins feel that they can just stick their thumb in everybody's eye, that's exactly what we're talking about, where you have a simple little five avatar little section in one party website and you wake up the next morning. the way using auto updates because that's what we're supposed to do right and next thing you know you've got this four inch banner across all your client sites trying to get them to buy other plugins
0: can i ask was it an overlay or was it buried at the bottom of the content it
2: was it was a dynamic i think it was a div in other words it was part of the markup of the admin interface right it wasn't even it wasn't a modal it was literally they changed the markup it was dismissal Dismissible. um i can so, grab the picture of it even here hold on have you
1: have you uh, actually thought that it might be you're part of the testing group
2: no i mean i i was very <laughs> concerned when i saw it to make sure i didn't point fingers wrongfully and i yeah. haven't fully flushed it out but because I, I, say, I
1: have not seen that on any of our sites so it might be a connection with um i think if you um, have elementor, notes in
2: elementor it yeah. shows up yeah. Oh, okay, I so think it's a Yoast
0: elemental combo. Or maybe they've got this um maybe there's this conditional logic. If user equals Spencer Foreman, <laughs> show, Listen, show irritating
2: any, advert. I'll tell you this, which anybody who knows me knows that. <laughs> I'll be the first one to scream to the world, and everybody listens to me about what you did that was great. But nobody would want to do that to me, and because I am going to write a plugin called I'll Spencer be like warm. Here we go. Here's a <laughs> it's just going to do adverts. <laughs> let, let me let me do a quick screen
0: grab. I don't yeah, know you if can, I can... you have to click the. It's a, it's uh, oh, it's a, a, if...
2: really a troll move. <laughs> Let me see if I can just drag this in with the thing because it's just it says new Yoast SEO for Elementor. Get started with Yoast. That's yeah. the
0: Elementor bit, yeah. I feel that we are we are like you were saying earlier, Spencer. I feel that we are a community that that don't enjoy this kind of stuff on on a level that perhaps we would we would probably be more more accepting of it if it was in our Android phone. I know that on the iPhone side of things, that's a bit different. But you know, you you install an app. And maybe it's, I don't know, Evernote or something. And occasionally Evernote sticks something in your notifications UI that says, have you thought about upgrading or we've got this new feature? And you sort of seem to be able to cope with that a little bit. I guess the problem here is that you don't quite know. So in the case that you're highlighting, Spencer, you're not entirely sure. Is this just me that's seeing this? Or are my clients that I've spent absolutely ages just getting them to figure out WordPress, suddenly they see this thing and they think something's broken? It's broken? Somebody in there before
1: (laughs) somebody hacked my site, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, Um, they they relate to each other insofar as when you talk about the accessibility issues, when you talk about the things like with the auto updates, right? Um, whenever you have that scenario, you're trying to give people trust that the system won't allow things like this to happen. And then if you have a plugin author who is automatic, sure, you know, everybody knows Jetpack is breaking all the
1: awesome plugins, they do the same thing.
2: Right, but when you get one or two of the big name plugin authors to think that they can do stuff that a regular plugin author would get completely banned for doing, that's where I start to have big problems because, again, Yoast is a, a multiple offender here. This is not the first time they've done this. I'm trying to post this to my Giazzo. Um Well, the,
1: the plugin guidelines actually allow that. So it's kind of the expectation that people should kind of retrain, restrain themselves um, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I often thought that in the same way that if you log into something like, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's say that you log into something like Basecamp or Asana or something like that. There's a little bell icon always, isn't there? And the bell icon is you have notifications. There's stuff that you need to deal with over here. And you, Until you go there, you don't know what it is. So it could be anything. And, and sometimes it is advertising from them, but usually it's things like, I don't know, you've got a reminder for something that you need to take care of. I've often thought that including a notifications UI, in WordPress where, where people can push that stuff mm-hmm. and you can you can go there if you like or you completely dismiss it. So yeah. you know the notifications could be advertising and it gives them people a legitimate oh, yeah. channel to push that yeah. stuff. But yeah. we don't. So check, check, so,
1: that,
2: check John, that image out if you want. You can play, John, okay.
1: so John Bosinger uh, is actually spearheading an, um, a, yes. a unified notification yep. system yep. for the WordPress core. And um, if you really feel so strongly about and uh, it would be really helpful if you could share the or yeah. st- um, stop by at the Slack channel and uh, give your input there. And if you have um, developer skills um, and chops for WordPress core and you feel strongly about it, um, go there because they need help. Yeah. It's something that, um, not everybody is, it's not a cool thing, but it's also dealing with legacy code. So it's a real technical challenge that you will come, come up about. And also yeah. the political side of it, yeah, it is going to be really interesting. Um, so if you want a challenge, that's definitely, I challenge you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what, what? What's interesting to, to, to me be is part
1: of that, that uh, because it, on the other hand, if you don't give those outlets like the advertising for used or yeah, um, awesome, uh, awesome, um, what's her, what's her name? Awesome or uh, the uh, seat uh, bulky's uh, outfit. Um, awesome motive. Awesome motive. Yeah, they they have some advertising as well, and they even hijack the menu items uh, for that. So. Um, But on the other hand, you want people to sustain their work in the ecosystem. You need to have that allowed in some way or other. Uh, And uh, so you cannot kind of just rile about it. And then the ecosystem is not sustainable because if you don't pay the developer or some people and for Yoast, it worked out. Yeah, they have over five million. Um, users um, and I think their their conversion rate is about one percent, but that's kind of built their their um, company and they have been very good in um, keeping their brand on on that SEO. They sold all the others plugins that they had ten years ago, so um, I, I think the. Um, there is a, a, a case to made for, so profile press does not happen all the time because people are kind of, okay, I know how this works. So I get my outlets in my admin screens, in my own admin screen, not in other people's. And I I, I understand though, being upset about the footer. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it, um, but I also not use Elementor. So I'm kind of, yeah, <laughs> it's that, ah, I'm glad I didn't uh, suffer that, but, um. I I think having um, there is no you, you don't know these things from the start yeah so and there's a lot of legacy going on and um, I've wished John Bosinger a lot of um, patience and a lot of oomph to uh, persistence to to get this going and get uh, get somewhere to a um, yeah a first uh, iteration to be published so uh, the larger community can can comment on it. I and think it's a really nice Wait about
0: project. those comments. Yeah, we, we spoke about, we actually featured the screenshots of the proposed thing. It was months and months and months ago, so I don't know how that project's going on, but I do like the idea of like a defined color palette, a defined place. Um, you know, so basically what the, the normal notifications that we get, you know, there's a little tiny colored strip down the side and you get text on a gray background with a little border and so on. All of that feels really like a sensible place to put it. But I do, I do think... I do think it's a good idea to have a notifications area where the advertising could go. What about this? I've mentioned this before. What about freemium versions of plugins where you allow
2: advertising in, but you get it cheaper? Hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the whole problem boils down to placement and expectation. Okay, and it it's metaphorically to me a lot like what we're talking about now with. Uh, if you use any of like Apple News or an uh, Android on your phone, how the various publishers for some reason in 2021 has n- have not figured out how to consolidate with one service. If I could pay one service, $25 or $50 a month, and then a- if I read any article from the Atlantic versus this or that, they would get a percentage of that. That would be so much better than what happens now, which is I see a link. I click it, and then I can't see the ad, the article because I have to pay the New York Times a dollar a month, which I'm not going to do. It's a pain in the rear end to pay 20 publishers a dollar each. I don't want to manage that. Similarly, in WordPress, Birgit's point is well taken, and I think you're, as well, Nathan, that there's a reason that the freemium people have to have a mechanism. Now, there's a, a great plugin like Freemius, right? Volva Feldman, a colleague of mine, has done a great job with building a business around that. Where if you have a plugin that's a freemius plugin, there's an interface that Mm -hmm. kicks in specific to that plugin. The offense that I take is that we've got a hypocritical scenario where it's graffiti on the public building's wall, all right? You've got this admin interface and that certain plugins feel it's their right to go in and do like, I'm going to go ahead and put the the three foot advertisement for my product at the bottom of your admin interface. When at the same time, you're trying to give a consistent experience to your client. Your client now has to see the spam of that. First of all, that's wrong. Second of all is that you got other offenders that do things I, I bitched and moaned about where you install the plugin and it takes you away from the actual place you were in the admin interface to their introductory whatever screen which I find also offensive because it's like, look, if you want to just teach me, let me go to your name in the admin menu and there will be like, you know, get started. That would be a good way to do it. But to keep moving people around and spray painting here, there and everywhere, it becomes a free for all, but it doesn't because automatic comes in and they will kill any plugin that does that except for Jetpack or Yoast or in the case of Elementor, which I find it, incredibly offensive, but I also feel like they're going to ultimately fork it. Elementor went one step further. And by the way, I love Elementor. They are the only freemium, they're the only GPL plugin that requires you to have a phone home validation of their pro plugin. Every other pro plugin that I can think of, at least mainstream, allows you to continue using the pro plugin when you have the software without registering it. Mm. Elementor requires you to do an authentication every time, which is a huge leap of, uh, you know, chutzpah, but they can get away with it. And it's not GPL. It's not GPL because of that, but they get away with it because this is where it's gonna go. Elementor may be the first plugin to do kind of like Liquid Web was with Nexus and so forth. They may be the first ones to say, you know, we're just gonna fork WordPress and we'll make the Elementor platform. And I'd be one of the first people to go over there to be yeah. honest. I see calming, that
1: elementor is going to do more cloud hosting because the, there's so much more money in that than in software development. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, isn't it like suddenly the, the tail chasing the dog? Like if you have all the hassles of automatic doing crazy stuff and they haven't fixed the accessibility and they haven't fixed the avatar and it's 2021 <laughs> and there's a the job board that has 8 million engineer jobs for, for whereas Elementor we'll is making left. money <laughs> hand over foot. Wouldn't it make yeah. more sense for them to just grab WordPress's core and then they start managing sure. it themselves sure. as a full Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I, but I, on the I, other I, hand, sorry. I have not seen any Elementor uh, contributor doing anything for WordPress except um, advertising against
2: it. So. Why, why waste their time? They can just the, do, you know, but
1: it's a community, you know, they're yeah. a community of um, people who, who build it. Yeah? And it's not only automatic. Yeah. There are only 70, um, um, positions on the core WordPress, not on core, on the whole WordPress um, system, yeah, that are done by automatic. There are I, about a hundred other businesses who contribute to to WordPress, and just yeah. But, but it doesn't work that way
2: anymore. I mean, you know, having a personal relationship with many of the core uh, contributors in, in various capacities, the environment there is schizophrenic. In other words, it's reached the point of maturity, like go back to the Linux Red Hat days, right? Where you had open source software as an operating system. And at some point, the community got lost to the corporate interests. The companies that took it on as a corporate project applied the logic of a corporation, the profitability logic. They put the right people on the job, and the product went hands and feet above the open source one. I think we see a similar thing here is that. You can claim they're not playing nice or contributing, but if you ask anybody who's tried to contribute to the core project, who's a mature developer, who's been there for years, no, but I mean, like as part of your regular endeavor, not just, it's like banging it's not. your head against the wall versus if you went over to like an Elementor and you said, how can I contribute, they would pay you fairly for what you're doing, they would give you benefits, they would give you an incentive to go towards an, a, a common goal, things would get fixed, yeah. whereas in WordPress... It's a free world,
1: it's a free world, yeah, so... Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I,
1: I don't think that um, uh, a software that only caters for 4 million, yeah, uh, has uh, a much more freedom than a software that caters for 40, 4,400 million um, websites, and there is legacy there. Elementor had the, the good advantage to start out when WordPress was mature. There was a mature system, there was a right. mature ecosystem, and then they built on top of it. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's solely, f- yeah, that's kind of brilliant. They will, they made it will, go, they will go the Wix way. They will go mm-hmm. the Squarespace way. They will mm-hmm. become a closed system. And that's not what WordPress is about. Yeah, WordPress is not a closed system, and you can rail about the automatic as you want. They build on the f- yeah, core first and then build it into their SaaS product. So, yeah, um, yeah I, but, I don't know I have- who's contributing more to the ecosystem: those who build the closed system or those who kind of adhere to the open system.
2: I don't um, think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be that way, though. I think what's gonna happen is it's not closed it, or open. I think what it's gonna be is that. You have a live by the sword, die by the sword problem for automatic because it's open source. Unless they fork their own thing and make it a completely closed version, you can tell that their venture capitalists are pushing them through Jetpack. Jetpack is the Trojan horse to try to get everybody into a pay as you play system that is completely controlled and contained even inside of their open source. Their Achilles heel here, the thing that they've made that they can't undo is that anybody can fork the core and i think whether they actually make you pay to get in or not at elementor they can do a better job of adding features and smoothing out the rough spots and even with gutenberg finally fix gutenberg as part of the core offering if that's what they wanted to so that it complements elementor instead of this you know banging your head against each other phenomenon right now
0: the um, um i'm going to have to ring the bell on this one cuz we're going <laughs> we're going we're going to be you here got us rocking weeks. and
2: rolling on that Yeah like...
0: yeah yeah what wow and it all started off from uh, from like a you know a plugin well, plugin plug uh, up- updating avatars the the only thing that i would add is that i i would be curious if we were to to get into the habit of allowing adverts i i wonder wonder how that might multiply and what i mean by that is you know spencer you you mentioned that this advert was yay high um and and then of course you can imagine that 6 weeks later somebody will come out with an advert which is yay plus one high and eventually i feel that there'll be just be this dreadful clutter um yeah. and so my position at least is i prefer when the companies use other channels email marketing and other techniques to put their adverts in and and i respond to that much more so than I do by seeing things like that. And these yeah. these tactics of pushing things into plugins and trying to get into existing users that they didn't really have a business reaching out to because they, they never found them through the, the correct channel, if you like, that's kind of my position.
2: And yeah, you know, I think it'd be standardized and simple if they just put a basic, every plugin gets a button that says, we have a pro thing, click here to get it. So in yeah. other words, You you have your plugin, you have the plugin page, you even have inside of your admin dashboard. Everybody is equal. You can always have a button and it could be green or red or whatever, but the point is it's in the place it's supposed to be so that if you're on any free plugin, you always know you can click and then go to their advertising page. As long as it doesn't show up by itself in the interface, that would solve all the problems because then you were allowing free people to market their plugins without pretending that they shouldn't. And they could, by the way, do that on the uh, WordPress repository. they They should allow it in the repository page to just be like, here's our pro version and stop pretending like people can do this for free forever you know
0: i think i think we're we are we are living an experiment and uh, yeah. clearly there's there's a, a, a opinions on yeah, one side all. and opinions on the other and uh, and for today at least this remains unresolved but, uh, but that was that was certainly that, that was has certainly it's been for an 15
1: fact. years <laughs> yeah that's right
0: yeah, we're not we're not going to solve it in 59 minutes that's for no, sure no, but no. you know it is fascinating because it's nice honestly it is quite nice me sitting here listening to these contrary opinions because you both obviously have thought about it, you know you haven't come to this through. Well, I'm just going to make something up. You've got you've got opinions, and they matter to you, and they may differ. But I think that was quite a nice exchange that you both just had. So
2: thank you. That was that was good. These are all, these are all like first world fun conversations. These yes, are like, <laughs> yes. Like like there are but a billion other more important things that are relevant. Well, but when we're in well, the
0: context, you know, l- let's move on then and talk about some other stuff. Because I'm just going to mention this very briefly because I was lucky enough this week to interview uh, a very nice uh, chap called Benjamin Intal, who is behind a plug-in suite called Stackable. Um, I interviewed him for the, the WP Tavern podcast. It's about 40 minutes long, so if you're interested in his take on where he thinks blocks are going and the whole, the whole Gutenberg thing, we get, we, I mean, you can only say so much in 40 minutes, but I feel that in that 40 minutes we covered quite a lot of ground, why he's he's betting his business on blocks, as I've said in there. So you can you can find that by going to wptavern.com forward slash podcast, and it's number three. So thank you, Ben, for, for joining me on that episode. I really enjoyed it. Staying very – oh, sorry.
1: I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, It was a good Thank conversation you. about the yeah. early days of Gutenberg and now what's coming up. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: really interesting about all the kind of blind alleys that they went down, you know, developing things more or less in the, the absence of documentation, creating solutions to things which then Core came back and, and invented so they, they could unpick the stuff that they did. And it was just really interesting. You know, there was a lot a lot on the line gambling on Gutenberg at that time. I feel that you're on much more steady ground now if you were to launch a product like he's got but obviously he he takes the um what's the word he he, he's in a different position because he's already got an audience there and he took the took the early gamble and and uh um it seems to be paying off for the guys
1: quite the early adopter yes yeah Yeah, i think his plugin came out before even uh uh gutenberg was in core so yes yeah.
0: yeah, he was mentioning the fact that they didn't even know when they released the first version whether it was going to make it into core, which really does put them into a, a different a different category. So anyway, go and have a listen to that if you're interested. But we'll stay with we'll stay with Gutenberg because I want to talk to Birgit about episode number 44 or changelog number 44. First of all, Birgit, can you just um can you just give us a high level? I should sorry, I should rewind a little bit and say that this is from Gutenberg Times. Uh, Although I mentioned it at the beginning, you may not know that that, uh, Birgit and various other people connected with the Gutenberg's Time Project do an awful lot of work uh, trying to keep people like me and hopefully you uh, up to date. Do you just want to give us a sort of like a 10,000 mile bird's eye view of what the purpose of Gutenberg Times is? What kind of stuff you cover and all of that?
1: Well, the uh, Gutenberg Times... Came out of the early days of Gutenberg, but it was uh, more like curating all the uh, vo- voices around Gutenberg that actually work with, with the, with the system that, um, try new things that, um, show what would be possible and also go a little bit beyond. That was the, at the beginning. And then now that it's in core, it actually keeps up with the, um, the new things that uh, will come in the future, like full side editing. Um, we have been, uh writing or collecting information about the full site editing since april i think uh, 2020 or 2020 sorry i got this um and um have demos in between and uh um yeah talk with the developers on live q and a's and then also um from the community yeah who's uh, doing what plugin we also talk um uh, i write about um um, yeah, there are some new courses out there for the full site editing, for, uh, for instance, that was in the, uh, uh, in the newsletter. The changelog uh, podcast is more um, talking about what was released in the plugin with a developer, um, Jagosh Ch- uh, Cholkovsky whos uh, has been uh, a developer on the infrastructure side more. Um, it was um, started out with Mark Urain, who was on the design part and uh, we switched um, co-host um, about four episodes um, back and every two week when Gutenberg comes out on a Wednesday and we will record the uh, podcast on Friday and we talk through the the change log, as it says, uh, beyond what's um, just in the interface changes. Yeah, so developer can catch up, um, the um, implementers can catch up uh, what was um, in the works. Um, In the 44, we talk um, quite a bit about the theme JSON file that will come into 5.8. It has left (laughs) the experimental stage and is now ready for theme developers to Um, start experimenting with it. It will not uh, be in an interface at all at the moment, um, but it's in the plugin. Um, uh, It will come into core so theme developers can actually start building uh, block-based themes and use the uh, global settings and styles uh, for it. what comes on the interface in 5.8 is um, pretty much the a template editor that um, right now is being tested quite a bit and should also work for classic themes, not only for BlockPress themes. So you can, you get a little template um, editing section in your sidebar in your editor said, edit template or create a new one. So you can create a separate landing page for some um, um, yeah, Product that you want to sell or some service or some just an event um, That is a bit outside of the normal design of your website So you can kind of get rid of the site header get rid of the site um, and, and put a cover on top of it and have that uh, one page be uh, the title in the page. For instance, yeah, that's how it works. And there's a lot of infrastructure underneath it that will, um, in 5.9 or in 6.0, become the full site editor, mm-hmm. as we've seen in demos at the uh, WordCamp US um, already. Yeah. So yeah. That was not a, a, a 10-foot um saying <laughs> get quite into the details <laughs> but sorry I was gonna, about I was that just gonna, gonna
0: ask about that for those people who are listening who haven't come across it before or press play on it before or gone to the website would would you you mentioned that it was developers tune in and and part of your community and also implementers is, is that true I mean could anybody literally come in and drop into the podcast or do you need a fair a fairly decent backstory with Gutenberg or could could I you know bring my uh, I don't know my, my mother along and, and say we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna listen to a podcast about Gutenberg. Yeah, do we need do we need to know a bit.
1: No, it's it's definitely not for the beginner. Change um, uh, on Gutenberg. It's um, the listeners are mostly uh, developers of those that have been on the um, on Gutenberg quite a bit because mm. it's really going down into the what's new and what will what what is the team talking about that's another section on the podcast if you are um, a kind of a beginner or uh, a content creator um, i think the newsletter and the website itself will help you much more in finding um, uh, additional information about what's happen- happening yeah. um, around the block editor the the changelog is definitely too um, specific for souls that are in in the in the thick of it, I would say. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 feel that you've reached some kind of tipping point, Birgit, because no matter where I go on social media, I mean, my, my social media is completely aligned to WordPress. Yeah. If it's, if it's not about WordPress, it's not getting in my feed, and I just see your, your website and your podcast getting mentioned over and over again now. So yes. it's been a lot sooner of hard or later. Work, I'm sure. thank, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. We've, yeah. we've seen that in. Uh, um, it, it kind of went into a hockey stick quite
0: a bit. Yeah. Oh well. Um, congratulations. Uh, 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 so go you, to. Yeah. Go to guttenbergtimes.com if you want to keep up with the latest developments in Gutenberg. And obviously we're looking at something which was uh, featured last week. Thank you. But um Peter Ingersoll, I don't know if you saw that, I did put it up on the screen. He says uh, the changelog is an excellent, friendly podcast to stay on top of all things. Gutenberg block editor. So thank you, Peter, for your kind comments. Just curious about that, actually, Birgit. Do you have a do you, do you foster a community? I know that you do the lives and all of those kind of things. Do you have a place like a, I don't know, a Slack channel or uh, like a Facebook group? You just turn up, consume the content and move on, right? Okay.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you can leave comments on on the website. Yeah. That's certainly there. Um, but I have not found yet the, um, yeah, what's outside of the Slack of WordPress. Yeah, I think that's the best way to to get into the community part is if you actually participate in the WordPress community about that. Yeah, that's yeah. where I come from. I was a community deputy for five years. So, um, I yeah, the, the people that work on it are really nice people, very friendly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Have you heard of Mastodon? Yes. I don't, I'm sort of trying out Mastodon to see how it works. I quite like the idea of having a, a completely federated version of mm-hmm. Twitter, but yeah. I think it's an uphill struggle. Everybody's using yeah. using Twitter. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This with, with all the social networks, yeah the, yeah, the network effect is really high.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, thank you for that. Anything to add to that, uh, Spencer, or should we move on?
2: Uh, first of all, I... I didn't know Brigitte, uh, publishes Gutenberg Times, So now this is a great resource for me. And many of the people that you've interviewed are people that have interacted with. I want to say one thing about just Gutenberg versus Elementor. Um, I personally feel that once the outside intervention, like the Gutenberg times and all the participants you've interviewed get into it, the Gutenberg will be the force to be reckoned with as far as like accomplishing things. But right now, the biggest problem is that it doesn't know whether it's an editor or whether it's a page builder and the interface itself, although the features are there with like Munir's plugin, make it amazing. Um, the core features are also really troublesome, like the fact that you have to roll a mouse over the grab handle in order to see a pop-up that shoots out of the the thing that now you move your mouse over that kind of behavior is what caused people like me to, to just literally face Palmer, you know, at this stage of the game. And I know you're addressing it and you're talking with people about it, but it's like, come on, it's like three years already. Get the gosh darn interface fixed so that it works like all the other six page builders, at least like everything is visible. Then we can at least have a fair conversation about what it does. But the fact that we're still debating the interface and that like you can't drag a drag and drop thing without moving up and down like a Rubik's cube is problematic because that won't happen in a private company. That's the difference we were talking about in our last conversation. And so I I have full faith that it's going to happen eventually, but along the way they're just shooting themselves in the foot at automatic by not applying a million or two dollars to bringing in people to just get this done, you know?
0: It is well, a curi- sorry big you carry it's on. It's
1: definitely a fair, fair point. Yeah, it's not a like when you when you get software you want it to be finished, yeah. And that's not how no, we I'm just want it to, to work it.
2: like expected for the basics is what mm-hmm. I mean. Right, like-
1: like the expectations are kind of you know um, there is um, an idea a philosophy idea that says expectations are premeditated resentment. And <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of you, you're responsible for your own expectations, yeah? but not everybody needs to meet your expectations. And uh, you probably tell this to your kids, too. Um, <laughs> but it's um, so it's the, the really the, the problem is that it's developed in the open, that all the mistakes are there. Everybody can see mm. the mistakes and everybody can talk about how to do it better. Also, there is this whole legacy, yeah, that nobody yeah, else had huge. to to deal with, yeah, that uh, the new page builder is just on top of WordPress, but all the things are not integrated into core, but you need to integrate it into the core. That's one thing. And, of course, the interface changes because we went from a… yeah. Um, post editor that does just a paragraph and a list and these kind of things to a template editor and the interface is supposed to stay the same but they didn't know in three years ago yeah what the in five years the template editor would look like yeah and nobody knows that, how, how that all evolves. So it's a, it's a constant iteration process. And I'm totally, it's a fair concern that if you have the plugin installed, sometimes you get some, um, yeah, surprises. Um, only the core plugin editor, uh, the, the, the core uh, block editor is uh, actually the one that is released. Yeah, everything else is, yeah, making mistakes in the public. And that is really disconcerting for a lot of people. <laughs> I yeah. can it's see. It, that. I mean, those are fair
0: points. It's, it's an interesting debate as well, because I, I had this conversation, sorry to plug the Podcast again, but the I interviewed Anne McCarthy on number two, and Mm -hmm. we addressed this point. And one of the things that came out is yes, we're opening in, we're developing in the open. Number two, that we are, we've got 40 plus percent of the web, which we simply can't break, which is just huge. And, and the other third point has completely gone out of my head, but it's why I started talking. <laughs> it's completely gone, but it was, it was very
2: important and it probably would have ended this debate for good. <laughs> I mean, it, your, your point is fair, <laughs> it's fair about the, about the, you know, iterating. I myself make a point of, let's say with the things that I've produced, I say, I'm flying in the airplane and we're going to work on the engines in the air. All right. That's fair. But what I'm getting at is from a self-interest point of view, the focus or the triage of not at least establishing that the mechanics of the visual interface do things that are by now definitive. Like for example, a drag handle is a drag handle. If you move your mouse over a drag handle, nowhere in the universe does something pop up out of it. That is not about priorities or changing development, that is like a square is a square, a circle is a circle. You drive on the right side of the road in the US and the left side of the road in the UK. And if you are having people doing the opposite, you're going to have accidents and confusion. And I'm not talking about future features. I'm talking about that because I do believe that at the end of the day, yeah, the, the basic editor would do really well. And many people would never have to leave Gutenberg and go to Elementor. But not right now. Right now, no, 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 madness.
1: no, madness. no, no. Yeah, that's kind of what, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of it's not done yet. It's not gonna be done, in maybe in 2020, it's gonna be uh, 21. I'm
2: still last year, kind of. Thing. Um, they, it's threw a million going, bucks at it. It, it would be done this be- year. If if automatic's VCs through a million dollars, so if and you hired, keep
1: automatic out of it for a moment, <laughs> just because the I'm argument just saying, doesn't like, work. That's the right? the argument doesn't work. It's not a closed system, it's an open system. So it will be community-driven at some point. And if you ever made it to the GitHub repository, you would see how many discussions are actually about the interface. Yeah. So um, it's it's really mind-boggling what all needs to be considered. Um so Oh. Um, comparing it with Elementor in two thousand and in twenty twenty one, when not even a first version of the template editor is actually visible, yeah. it's kind of something like yeah.
2: But but and I'm saying like we, if you can have that conversa-
1: Let's have the conversation in two thousand in twenty twenty two. I've remembered my uh, third point.
2: Yes, yeah, let's, let's grab it for <laughs> a
0: moment it wasn't that good. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyway. It was it was simply that, and I think somebody alluded to it earlier. I think it might be New you, Birgit. The um the Elementor thing and the Beaver Builder thing and the Poodle Press thing and the breezy thing is a silo thing. So what it means is that they can they can chuck any amount of resource on it, and so long as they don't break their own thing, all is well and and they can really iterate quickly on that you know we're going to we're going to like you say we're going to put a million dollars over here and there there there's the 20 people who are going to get on and improve that aspect of the ui that everybody's moaning about this is this is it's a, just a different project isn't it and um like birgit says it's sort of done done it but, they, in the but open. they've
2: done this i mean birgit your point i respect your point but i disagree about this part of it automatic has the resources which they've historically spent as they wish on their own pet projects and priorities. For example, they have spent it on Jetpack. They have spent it on accessories for Jetpack. They've spent it on WooCommerce and all the accessories for WooCommerce. They've spent it on WordPress.com. They spent it on VIP. They've spent it on all the WordCamps. They've spent it on paying for partying at some of the WordCamps. What they have not done is paid any adults to be the managers to be the referees, and instead, with all due respect to what you're saying, because I'm not in an argument with you, we are no longer a bunch of kids sitting around the campfire like we were in 2006, where we go, hey, what do you think, Birgit? I don't know, Spence. Let's do this. Okay, let's do it. When you have 400,000 people in the GitHub repository, which I see every day, arguing over stuff, and there's not one counselor in the camp, nothing gets done. And you say 2022, I say add 10 years onto it because by then the rest of us will be living on Mars with holographic interfaces for our websites by the time the (laughs) Gutenberg team decides that a drag handle doesn't pop something up or Automatic could spend a million bucks and hire a couple people to prioritize the core of what is this? How does it work? We drive in our lane like every other component in the SaaS world. And then all the other features can take time, sure, whatever, you know, like let's all peace and love, peace and love. But when the basics don't work three, four years into it, you lose us, you know what I mean? So
1: like- I don't think that you are right, that the basics don't work. It works very well. The, yeah. the, the, the interface <laughs> to
2: use Gutenberg. So My experience dra- is drag I go in works, there and I'm lost. Drag and
1: drop works. Padding is coming. That's all coming. No, I'm talking about
2: just how to make an actual layout. Like, literally, I'm talking to Munir and all the other people who make plugins. I go into the interface with Classic. Immediately, I know what to do. I go into any other page builder. I went to Oxygen yesterday for the first time ever. Immediately knew what to do because everything performed like its icon said it would. I go into the Gutenberg. It's amazing. I need to roll my mouse over something in order for something else to pop up, and then I got to s- quickly drag to the left. And that kind of behavior is unacceptable. Um, I'm not. gonna,
0: I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna maybe, maybe Spencer, maybe this is the answer. Um, moving yeah, yeah, it on I'm, slightly. I'm gonna job. Right? We were talking about automatic <laughs> throwing money at the problem. So this is totally off piste again. This is nothing to do with the prior conversation, but it is. It was of real interest to me when I saw this. I don't even know where I saw it. I think Joe Seffer or somebody may have posted a link saying, you know, if you're looking to work in the WordPress space, we've got some jobs. So I, I clicked on the link. So this is automatic.com uh, forward slash work with us, work dash with us. And I, I was right. I'm going to scroll. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, okay, here we are. So each one of these lines is a, is a is a job, an actual job, not like um a job which kind of is recurring. This is just a job. And it just keeps
2: going. Right. And and you got to look it, at those in glass door too. It, by big, the
0: way. it did some counting. What was it? 93?
1: 93 positions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ninety-three, and many of them. If you look here at the engineering types, you know, front-end JavaScript, WooCommerce, e-commerce, mail, WooCommerce. Just absolutely boatloads of very technical jobs. So I, I maybe Spencer, maybe this is maybe this is the first sort of lappings on the shore of what you well, were talking I, about.
2: I, I want to say two things. First of all. I love what Birgit's doing and I don't want anybody who listens to this to think that I'm being argumentative with you because like, I have nothing but love and respect for what you're doing, but we're talking about automatic here. Okay. We're talking about the product, the software and this healthy debate. I know I'm kind of not the prim and proper usual guest on the show. I'm more antagonistic, but I'm not towards you at all. And I, I actually. I love what you're doing with the project, just like all the people you interviewed. So I just want that on record. As far as this, I'm going to be the cynic in the room again and say, go to glassdoor.com and look up these jobs. And you take the same problem that I was just talking about before and you realize why they have 93 jobs is because A, they don't have a really great environment for people. They don't pay benefits proportional to what they ask of people. And for all the people that I've personally spoken to who have been principles and been on payroll, they find that it's not as satisfying of an outcome as if they went to a private company that had the kind of uh, silo you're referring to. Because at a certain point in time, you get into this weird, like, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for problem? Where the ship is going in circles. And I'm not saying that's the exact reason for this, but I will say that they've got an opportunity right now, to do something about it, the only branch of of automatic that seems to be really killing it, maybe two of them, would be the WooCommerce division and would be the VIP division. But the VIP division works because they've got salespeople that talk to the large corporations and it's very clear what you're getting for that, and the WooCommerce because that's like the space where everybody needs to be in. But the intermediary stuff, tons of lost opportunities and I would say that this is ironic, 93 jobs open? Really? What does that say to you guys? Who has uh, 93 the, open jobs? As, as, uh, automatic. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, like, a very, company. a very
1: growing company. Yeah. And but, if yeah. you look at it, there are some of the projects are going to Tumblr, Matrix. These are all acquisitions. And, um, and the G, um, CC search, the Creative Commons search, yeah, they, they they need more engineers as well. Yeah. So uh, it's not all WordPress or WooCommerce or Jetpack or something like that.
0: Yeah. You go to yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I make that. the connection with having a large roster of jo- job openings with with something that's failing. I, d- I don't know that that I would make that connection. In that, I see that if you're advertising for jobs, you've got available vacancies, and that you you would like people to fulfill them. Nothing more than that, really it's just there's there's places available and and uh, and if you've been tracking the number of employees that automatic have gone it is on a I, honestly i couldn't tell you the exact numbers right now but i seem to recall that when i was in wordcamp europe in berlin in 2019 i think they had about a 900 i think i was told and i think they're more more i'm going to say this number and forgive me if it's woefully wrong i think they're 1400 now um and so it has gone up a lot and in a couple of years so it may be that these 93 are just what they can now afford to have right we've got six minutes left so i'm gonna do two i might yes i'm gonna miss the last one off and i'm just gonna do a couple of community bits if that's all right the first one is uh, a wordpress event free wordpress event called word sesh uh, so there's two that we're going to feature today. This one is over at wordsesh.com. This one's happening very soon, in fact, starting tomorrow. Register for free. Um, I, I confess I do not know the, the details, but I'm going to just tell you to go to wordsesh.com and you can examine all of the different speakers and what it is that they're speaking about. It's a real laundry list. There's a whole bunch yes. going on. Starts 3 three a.m.
1: Right. Oh, for Austria, uh, or ah, Australia, they're doing that, Australia. right?
0: Lovely. So, is it the yeah. twenty-four hour model? Okay. Yeah,
1: it's kind of yeah, it's okay. about three days. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, okay, thank you so much. So that helps. And the last one is WP Engine have got their um what is it called? It's just called Summit, Summit Twenty One, I think. No. yeah summit 2021 um that starts on the 24th of june but registration is now open so if you fancy getting yourself onto either of those word sesh starts tomorrow wp engine summit starting in about a month's time oh that was that was a fiery episode <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was interesting thank you um Forget, you're sure. in florida still right
1: in Florida,
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah, going to say normally, yeah. normally your show is so civilized, Nathan, because it's very, you know, very, very <laughs> oh, okay. other side of the ocean. But today, no, yeah. I <laughs> tell you what, though, it is Americans quite nice. yelling at each other. It, it is. It is. It's always nice
0: to sort of like be. Well, it's nice to have contrary opinions, right? And you, you've, pre- you've pre- presented some of those today, and and I'm you, you. You were very careful toward the end there, too. To I, I don't think any, I don't
2: think either one of us feel like we're at each no, other's, like a, we're just healthy, like healthy practical. debate, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: indeed. Um, there are some comments, maybe we'll just duh, duh, duh. no, no, we'll just leave those for now because we we really are running out of time. We will be back. Um, <laughs> Peter, Peter
2: Ingersoll, not all of us Americans are so argumentative. I take, I take full responsibility for being the 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 bumblebee at everyone's picnic when it comes to certain topics. Cameron
0: Jones says, is this the WP Bill's House of Parliament? Uh, Curious thing, if you're you're in the House of Parliament, if you know this about the British parliamentary system, and it may be the case that it's the same in wherever you are. um, But if you're in the British parliamentary system, you're not actually allowed to talk to anybody else. You have to talk through the chair. So you literally, right. whenever you address okay. anybody, you have to talk to the chair. So you, excuse me, Mister Chairman. Right. So um, so you know, I've uh, I've I've I I've fielded this conversation. I've not parliamentary
2: really, procedure, as I've yeah, not really uh, not really yeah, got bro, involved in this. But, one. By the way, I nice. wanted to just say, Peter brings up a point in his earlier comment about because he seems to be very fond of the block editor. I wanted to say on record, I am so hopeful that they get their act together. Because I couldn't agree more that the native editor should be the page builder capability that it's aspiring to be. My beef is that all the other private companies seem to have gotten their act together on the basics in a much faster time period. And if you got 93 open jobs and millions of venture capital dollars, maybe you could just make that one little thing move a little quicker so that those of us who want to actually use it don't feel like, you know, "Uh." but otherwise I respect his opinion. I think he's got a good point and I'm not against it.
1: I'm I'm just kind of really amazed how you dismiss um, all the volunteer work and all the other contributors from other companies by grabbing on about automatic. That's the only not, thing. That I saw, not but but I, I like you. saying. Your, I, like saying. Your, I like your passion for WordPress and well, how anybody spends their time, uh, their time and money. I think that's uh, yeah, kind of. I like I mean, your opinions.
2: I, I speak to somebody as somebody who has had a reason to build things in WordPress, whether services or plugins and so forth. And as a person has development skills, I understand the complexities. There is no complexity problem here. This is just a let's make a vote and come up with one interface that doesn't do things that it's not supposed to. I'm not talking about features. I'm talking about just the grab handles, acting like grab handles, stuff like that in the houses of parliament
1: they're all bugs in software
2: in the houses of
0: parliament the uh the chap or lady i shouldn't be quite so dismissive the uh the person who has the control has a gavel and they get to bash it on the table and say you know time's up but they also have a sort of gray wig that they have to wear so i feel that 50 (laughs) percent of this (laughs) this this requirement i have fulfilled but i'm going to bang the table there we go i'm banging the table (laughs) and say thank you very much that was a that was a lovely conversation. Really nice, interesting, your backwards wife. and forwards type debate. Um, Birgit, I'd love to have you back on. Spencer, it would be very nice to have you back on. Um, but for now, we're
2: going to say goodbye. Maybe not together. <laughs> oh, I think it makes better listening. On that yes, that, that oh, be absolutely, the, uh, absolutely. That will be no, the, the name just, of this uh, of Totally this show. joking. Totally yeah, joking. No, I know, right? All right, And I'll well, be we'll, we'll your biggest space. promoter, Birgit, by the way. I'm in threat. I'm going to wave. I know he has to wrap it up. Bye, guys. It was great to see you. Bye. Thank you all.